Today we sat down for an interesting episode with Michael Daniel Pope or Kim Kwan Hyun as he's known to his Korean friends. Michael highlights the good and bad points of his journey through elementary and middle school as a multicultural kid. Uh, he goes on to speak about his life in an art high school and his passion for bodybuilding along with his lack of motivation to attend university. And I found myself giving him advice when he told me you know, I want to get a motorcycle. My initial reaction was, hey, don't get a motorcycle. When he said he wanted to work part-time in a different area of the country, I said, oh, you know, you should try and stay here and you could save money and do this and do that. I don't know. Just it's, I found it funny thinking back to, to the advice that I gave him. Why do we value our experiences so much? Why is my opinion, or why do I feel my opinion is so, um, is so much more valid than what he feels or what he knows. He's a whole new generation of people with, you know, unique experiences and um, and different thoughts and in a different surrounding. So who are we to advise the young in this brave new world? Perhaps the biggest takeaway from this episode personally was the advice that Michael gave to multicultural kids also growing up in Korea. Very positive advice from a very positive man with a very bright future. I hope you all enjoy. <laughs> You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Let's start. Welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life. Number 35, Daniel Pope, Kim Gwang Hyun. Yeah. Deadly. Got it right. First time. 35 episodes in. First one I got. Bang on. What uh, what do you prefer that we call you? Actually, my first name's Michael. I used to prefer the name Daniel that's when my I was younger. Name. Yeah, that's yeah. my middle name. Me but too. So yeah. what? You now, got, you're Michael Daniel Pope. Yeah. And what's the Kim Kim Kimchi one? Kim, oh, <laughs> yeah. Kim Kwan Hyun. Kwan Hyun. That's, yeah. that's my Korean name, yeah. and that's what's on my Korean passport. Uh, when you were in school, your uh, Kwan Hyun. Kwan Hyun. Yeah. No one really uses my English name in Korea. Except for foreigners and my dad. What Michael do you ever Pope. do? You ever ask your parents why do I have two names, or does it make sense? I don't. This comes up all the time. I get, I said I want my daughters to have three syllable or two syllable uh, three syllable names like the rest of Koreans mm-hmm. because they're already going to be outcasted enough and and you know they they look different and whatever. And in Korea, that's can be a bigger issue than than necessary, um, or or maybe in our countries, but. I have Kim Gina and Kim Lina, mm-hmm. and on their documents, they're Mandigo Gina Kim, Mandigo Lina Kim. Mm-hmm. But at school, anybody with half a brain will call them Kim Gina, Kim Lina. And I think yeah. that's, I didn't want to try to ostracize them more or, or make them stand out more than they already will or mm-hmm. do when their Weigugan father comes to pick them up. <laughs> oh, Gina's dead. <laughs> like the whole school knows. Something that's happened to me where I went to drop my son off, he's like, oh, let, let mom bring me. Were you ever embarrassed, like having dad drop you off or pick you up? Well, when I was actually the first day of school, I was homeschooled first semester of elementary school when I was eight. And then the second semester, I went to, I transferred to a Korean public school and a bunch of kids just beat me up. When you were eight? Uh, Yeah, on the first day. Oh, okay, okay. Because my dad was American. Oh, really? Yeah. And I looked a bit different yeah but Wait, hold on hold on i, I want to go back to them i want to get all these things that's mm-hmm. why we got young because it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. my kids i i think that they will understand my reasoning that 
Gina is Italian. My mother's Italian. Mm-hmm. My father's grandfather's Italian. It, Gina and Lena are kind of Italian names and mm-hmm. they're Korean names and mm-hmm. they have the three syllables. So it kind of, you know, harmonizes between all of the different Canadian, Italian, Korean cultures to make it smooth. Yeah. If you're Michael, Daniel, Pope, Kim, Gwang, Young, do you ever wonder why or ask or like when people, when we had kids, I said, it's legal to have two different names. I didn't, I didn't even know that. And now it's not, I don't believe. Can, I think now you have to have the same name on both passports. I think it's always been that. That's always been the rule. He's got two different ones. Yeah, I, oh, you I have, have two different Oh, you have Michael Daniel Pope oh, on your American yeah, one? Yeah. And really? Kim Kwan Hyun on my yeah. Korean one. Dude, you're going to start. For, for, I, just, I just thought in terms, uh, yeah, I just thought in terms of child smuggling and stuff like that, like how can you have two passports with two different names? And the one that comes to mind was, Troy, if you're listening, Sharon was here with Connor and they went and they had two passports with two different names. But one of them was expiring, so she used the other one. They said, you didn't come in. I think the story was, you didn't come in with this passport. This is not the same. Anyways, there was a problem, which totally makes sense to me. And they end up getting stuck here for a month or something to reapply for their passport again. The mm-hmm. Korean passport, I believe. I think now they've amended that, and it's different that you have to have the same name on both passports. But I, I'm not sure exactly. Maybe not. Other than multicultural kids, what other diversity was in your classroom? Or kids that weren't the kids that didn't fit in the I'm I'm a exactly Korean and my grandparents yeah, one one kid had a perma no not not for it was a hundred percent I I was the first in my school really and then like after me there was a boom for half kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's because you got six brothers and sisters <laughs> when you're in school other than the uh, the first uh, your initial. Uh, welcoming to school what other ways did you feel that you were kind of not discriminated against but ostracized um, ostracized yeah. well there was this this kid i still don't like mm. um he used to say go back to your country like yeah. go go back to your dad's country yeah. bro like, i was born and here call me he called me yankee and yeah. you know but after I got bigger, I beat him up and <laughs> made everything even. And there wasn't any outstanding discriminations that I remember, except for the welcoming. Yeah, though you're you're welcoming. Yeah, uh, you're welcoming beatdown. You but, you you did your first semester homeschooling. That yeah. was in English, I assume. Yeah, by my dad. And what was the why was the decision made to join public school? Dad was busy teaching for the academy and didn't have time. Yeah. Now I, now I, looking I, back, do you think that you would have preferred homeschooling or do you reflect and, and appreciate the opportunities in the life you had in elementary school? Yeah, I definitely appreciate going to a normal elementary school because I think I would have been socially awkward. Like Absolutely, staying yeah. staying at home and having no friends while I can speak Korean. Hmm. Like if I couldn't speak Korean and I was just able to speak only English, that may be the most reasonable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Stay at home and homeschool. But yeah, I got to make friends, have normal memories. What about from teachers and administration and staff and stuff? Did you ever feel outcasted or, or different from elders, not just from, from peers, but from elders in the school well a lot of teachers were very nice to me and like there weren't any they treated me just the same Mm. with other kids but i always had trouble with the english teachers i corrected their english and like right in front of the other kids and like that 
<laughs> how does how does that go over? Well, they call me out to the hallway and say, "I know that you're really good in good at English, better Stop than me." Point out my mistakes, sir. Yeah, but <laughs> don't do it in front of the kids. Yeah. So can you negotiate? Can you make a deal? Hey, give me an A. I'll tell you all your mistakes after class, or. Well, I usually. I mean, in in my situation, I use those students as like assistant teachers. I get them to demonstrate everything. I get them to to work with me as like an assistant teacher, and that's what I think the Koreans should also use the skills of those students in the class. The guy who's lived in America for four years, the guy who was raised in Dubai. But in the social hierarchy, here they feel. I think inferior or that they're that. Well, the other option is the guy calling you out all class, which is yeah, yeah. not good. Absolutely. Well, That's why they take them out in the hall. Yeah. I I usually get A's in English no matter what. So mm. I don't need to deal with my teacher. And I just Keep love to. That's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly they change back to Mike. Yeah. But I, I teach a couple of classes at the university and mm-hmm. the average kid is is pretty weak mm-hmm. and there's three students who are really good they're going to get an a regardless mm-hmm. but there's no sense in them sitting there wasting their time mm-hmm. i make them leaders in the class and i make them like assistant teachers so you know i don't they don't have to take a final exam if they don't like i, I don't care there are i already know their score mm-hmm. they're they're light years ahead of their their colleagues mm-hmm. but instead of them sitting there wasting their time or i mean they're not going to call me out but um instead of wasting their time there i might as well use their skills and make them you empower them and by them you know if they're able to to teach a concept to a to a student that's reinforcing it for them too sure or, or translating something and, and interpreting you know from from english to korean well but, yeah i i think the teachers didn't have enough experience with multicultural kids mm. i think i was like the first generation multicultural kid but like i, I but i saw it when i was in public school mm-hmm. In the late 2000s, like 2008, nine, yeah, kids had come back from five years abroad. Oh, and their English is great, and they're calling out teacher, and we would teach together some classes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Johnny, listen, we know you're good. And teacher didn't choose to be an English teacher; they made her because she's the youngest person here. Please, it's more respectful if you want to wait till after class and you can come and tell us. Mm-hmm. And if you can find five things a class, then you can get two stamps in your book. Instead of him doing the homework to get his stamps, he could find five mistakes from the Korean teacher to mm-hmm. get his stamps. But, yeah, I mean, that stuff's been happening since they had English school and English in the public schools here. Oh. That the kids who've, you know, their fathers worked for Hyundai or SK uh-huh. and they've been in China or, or India or, or America and Texas. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, there's lots of them. Uh-huh. So yours, the first multicultural case. But in terms of kids speaking better English than teachers, I mean... <laughs> And the Korean teachers didn't go through the intensive English studies that they've had to over the last five, ten years. Mm-hmm. So now the teacher's ability is much, much higher than it was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So when you're you you progress through elementary, middle, and you're in high school now, did you feel the same pressure as a Korean kid or your your Korean counterparts that um, that you have to achieve the high scores or do that that ultimate uh, sacrifice for for your academic career or did you feel kind of separated from do you, do you feel part of how do you say do you feel as part of the the korean community in that respect or do you kind of step out and go like yeah, i'm a little bit different i can kind of make my own path definitely make my own path yeah like my my mom and dad raised me like they they never cared about my grades hmm. like is that a good thing or bad thing 
It's well, a, it depends. I mean, sure. if they're saying, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Well, <laughs> like I always had different passions. Like I, I never studied. I studied only when I wanted to, and I usually spent time working out, like for boxing, or I drew, and mm. I, I wasn't study material. I was always pursuing your interests. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of parents here don't realize that they want they want regardless of of what's inside their kid they want them to fit into that into that box of you're studying 12 15 hours a day or whatever mm-hmm. and and you're going to come out on the other side and, and you know just follow that follow that rugged path of uh of university and, and company work but that's mm-hmm. good you got a different you had a, um, a different upbringing yeah you know you know the other a lot of them all other multicultural kids in the in the city here mm-hmm. um our kids are, are very young. They're just starting elementary school and, mm-hmm. and kindergarten still. But from talking to other parents in the community, mm-hmm. I think there's a consensus that around grade six, middle school, something clicks and something starts to change. Mm-hmm. That your kids are cute and, oh, no, Mukiawa and Yepuda and all this stuff until grade six, around grade six. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of like kids the annoying. puberty, <laughs> adolescence, mm-hmm. and, and people aren't. You know, you're kind of starting to grow up. Yeah. And and the, the bullying and the racism and discrimination starts to show a little more. Mm-hmm. Did you experience that through middle school and now into adolescence and, and finishing high school? Well, a bit. Mostly because of my body odor during adolescence. Like, usually Koreans <laughs> don't smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got my dad's body odor. And dad, you get North American. Yeah, order. and I. I don't make if I don't use deodorant, dude. Clear the roof. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna it's say just, you, then you gotta then you gotta steal your dad's speed stick or Old Spice there. And I I did not know about that, and I thought everyone was everyone was smelly when they sweat. I thought it was a not normal even, thing. You didn't know that Koreans I don't was, sweat. I was like five times smellier than all the others, and people <laughs> just point me out in the classroom like you. You stink. Then I learned about the thing deodorant, and that's crazy. It's such a small thing that you like. It wouldn't, I would never even think of that, mm-hmm. but that that could make you the outcast of the whole class. Well, different, no different like, some lessons. Some lessons you got to learn the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. It's probably embarrassing at the moment, but you can laugh. When yeah, you look back on it. Yeah. Huh? And what about other ways? I mean, to our friends that move home and they say, you know, my kids aren't going to get bullied here. They're not going to be. And I say, it's just a different form at home. I mean, I remember growing up, brace face, four eyes, tin grin, mm-hmm. fatty, and all that. Like, everybody got called names. Everybody got bullied for, for whatever it was. Either uh-huh. you were too skinny or too fat or you had... You'll get it some, somewhere. You, you yeah. developed earlier than your friends. Or I had a beard in, in grade eight. or Everybody got it for some reason or another. It wasn't... Going home does not uh, make you immune to all this stuff. At home, you'll get it for being half Asian. Mm-hmm. Here, you get it for being half Western. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So I live I, in the ocean. Man. I, I, I think it's always there. And I know there's bullying and that kind of stuff amongst the Koreans. But mm-hmm. you never had anything outstanding. Otherwise, you feel like you fit in pretty normally. Um, well, everyone called me Yankee. So everyone meaning your classmates or people who didn't like you or everyone, like was it, was even it, my friends. Was it a term, a term of endearment? Like, uh, hey, Yankee. Yeah, like that. And hey, Yankee, like. Okay. Get the fuck out of my face, like oh, okay. that that kind of way. I mean, do you we, think they know it as a derogatory term? Yeah, Koreans use that towards Americans as a derogatory term. 
But huh. well, other I, than that, it depends who said it and how they said it. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. I'm not a Yankee. I'm a gook. I'm gook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, honestly, I think I wasn't that discriminated because I was half Western. Mm. Like if I was. This is something. Yeah, this is something yeah. I wanted to touch on. We we had this conversation six years ago, maybe. Uh huh. And it's it it was such a strange feeling or such a such a a weird position to be put in because you said something very similar when we met at the uh, at the Halloween party when mm-hmm. our kids were young and we were asking you hey dude you know what's the what's it going to be like for our kids mm-hmm. hope you're paving a good path you know make uh, make a good impression and God. you said the same thing like they're they're going to be half western they should be okay but if they were southeast asian they might have a more difficult yeah they might like have if more they had time. darker skin color or that's wild yeah like that's wild koreans they kind of look look up to westerners and mm. look down upon the so when you're when you're painting yourself dark brown chocolate for uh <laughs> for the bodybuilding that's that's acceptable so well, that's different <laughs> so so if if Saurabh was canadian indian mm-hmm. and and had children in korea uh-huh. would they be considered would they get? Do you think they would get it worse because their skin tone is is darker, even though they're Canadian? Well, so hold on a second, just to, to drop. We talked to Hermi Chubby Linda Sorowski Albao a little a little while ago, and she was saying she gets lots of discrimination, and mm-hmm. her kids had some uh, some difficult times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a a friend, shout out to Seki De, and he's a Filipino Canadian, mm-hmm. and he said he has no problem because he he just says I am. I'm Canadian. I think he he skates by pretty pretty well. But I that's wonder, what I wonder if you just say, "Hey, I'm a t- I'm not I'm not Filipino. I'm not Indian. I'm not Vietnamese. I'm a I'm a teacher. I'm from Canada." Well, sounds like Canada. Okay, yeah, you're a Canadian now, because <laughs> well, you said you were. Or what do you think? Um, if well, if you talk to each other and if they get to know you, they might accept that. But at first sight, right? They'll just sure. discriminate you with your color. Do you under do you have have you come to an understanding that that's part of living here and like do you kind of accept that as like yeah like it, it's tacked up to ignorance or whatnot like are you are you more understanding or accepting of it like eh, i well, don't know this guy well he's just gonna call me yankee whatever do you just let it roll off your back or well you... when i was younger i hated the word yankee of course. but now i whatever. i kind of like it <laughs> why why do you kind of like it now because i'm different and the name of the team i like the Yankees? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Would it feel different if they said they called you American or something well, else? I'm I'm a, I'm proud to be American, so nothing can really damage me now mm-hmm. with words. When when would you say you changed or yeah, when did you come to be proud? Cuz I think even for my I, our kids are still too young and and green to to know what the shit storm that's possibly that's what i was gonna say like when you said you don't have any discrimination in elementary school except Mm -hmm. the first day i wonder if kids are too young to process or to realize that if i came to watch you on the playground i could see a case every 10 minutes of discrimination that you just can't realize because you're too young Mm -hmm. but that's a good thing when did you what age did you finally say like whatever i'm I'm american this is great I i don't fit into that well into that uh, when he stepped into the boxing gym <laughs> yeah next like, person yeah. says yankee's gonna get an uppercut yeah. <laughs> well um when until you hit 
fifth grade elementary school、mm. english is really easy for everyone、mm. but fourth grade it gets harder for other kids but it's still easy for me oh, okay, okay. and <laughs> i get good grades and like everyone asks me for help for help and like the teachers even asked me i really had a good experience Uh, being American here, you like that、yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Did you? We talked about the discrimination side of it. What are What are some of the benefits of being multicultural or a hybrid kid? I mean, favoritism I, from the teachers. For, yeah. For, for For us, I mean, and and your father, we get some benefits for being white、mm-hmm. in appearance, and everyone thinking that we're all American.、Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, a hybrid kid, what are some of the benefits you get? Well, I mean, English speech contest, you must kick ass. No, no I didn't. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I haven't even written anything down. I'm just gonna tell you what I did on the weekend. <laughs>、yeah. But yeah, like for there was this contest, a speech contest. I just, I just talked about Doctor Who because I was into Doctor Who <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that time. And his pronunciation is deadly. <laughs> Give him the prize. But I mean, you must have no English academy. Um. Or did you? Like my mom and dad used to do a hagwon. Yeah. So mom made me learn English when I was like seven. But that's not a bad. I mean, getting your phonics and your and your yeah your basics isn't. I think that should be encouraged. But I'm trying to think of benefits you have as a as a multicultural kid growing up, where probably Just, a speech contest you don't have any stress, English test you don't have any stress, teacher calls on you to give you some to get some help.、Uh-huh. As a young kid, I think it it develops and. And gets better as you get older.、Right? Yeah, yeah. Because now you realize you don't have to fit the Korean mold, and you have options. Is that right? How is it with your friends? Like, are they friends with you because you are different, or are they friends with you just as they are friends with other Korean people? Um, they're they're just they're just buds. Do they yeah, treat you differently, or do they never? They they don't like friends I have these days. They when I went to high school. Few kids. It took them three months to realize I was a hybrid. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I resemble <laughs> my mom so much. Yeah, like yeah. they, they just thought I had curly hair and brown, brown-haired Korean. And、huh. then they saw me, like, have a phone call with my dad. And then they were like, "Did you live abroad?" And <laughs> I was like, "No, it's my dad." Like, That's、oh, like the Techpay delivery man or the Daddy Unjan who shows up. Yeah. Oh.、Uh-huh. Yeah. I- That's me. Oh no no no! It was Korean. No no that was, <laughs> that was me too. It's me. I called you. Speaking of tech-based delivery guys, the guy that delivered my Home Plus groceries two weeks ago spoke fluent English. He's like, "Hey, where are you from? Like, what? How do you speak English?" <laughs> went <laughs> went to Seoul University. Oh dude,、unreal. no jobs left, man. No、unreal. jobs. Unreal, fluent. He's like, I、mm-hmm. I can't remember where he. I think he lived in maybe in Vancouver or something. But、yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I was in Vancouver for ten years."、Oh. That's why I say it's much. It's much more common now to find all these young people have traveled and they're all、mm-hmm. they're all a lot more、like、worldly and global. Well, he would have been one of the first then.、Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about girls and stuff, dating middle school or high school. Is it? Does that provide any other challenges that、uh, nobody's going to try and date a, a an American Korean or or wow he's the cool guy or he's is does it provide any advantages or disadvantages in terms of I would say visible minorities at home had less confidence going going into relationships or approaching approaching girls.、Sure. Having having not that they're that girls were racist against anyone, but、mm-hmm. uh, 
Um, I think it was just fear of the unknown. Yeah, or or even something just in the back of their head that five percent that said like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not the status quo." You know, maybe I'm weird. Someone will think something of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have that kind of stuck in your stuck in your head, or did being a hybrid give you the ultimate confidence to? it really didn't give me No, because that B.O. was killing... <laughs> that B.O. was killing all the girls. <laughs> well, I would... <laughs> uh, uh, first day of high school... Hold on, guys. I got a Christmas present. Old Spice. I'm a new man. <laughs> um, first day of high school, like, I just walked in and the high school seniors, they gave me a nickname because they... They heard that a hybrid kid was coming to school, yeah, yeah. and they just knew that it was me, but they didn't know my name, so they just gave me a name. So they, a... they called me James. James? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, there goes James. And um, Is there another way going in here? I, I, got, a, <laughs> I got a few messages from girls, and yeah. Yeah, it was... Tinder? Quite. No, no, that was later on the years. Do you, do you use Tinder? Or people your, I, I not, used not to. Is that popular amongst? Um, I, I don't think so. Tell us. We're, we got kids coming up. I got two girls. I want to know what they got to watch out for. Well, we, we don't have boy, we don't have insight. So. We don't have insight to any of this stuff. Tell us about the the drinking, the smoking, oh, the Tinders, um, the date. You got girls sending you messages the first day of high school? Actually, smoking, drinking, that kicks in around middle school. But Mid- how yeah, common? How popular? Three? Um, maybe... So it'd be grade nine? Yeah. Grade, okay, yeah, well, that's standard for, for at home. Yeah. No, 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 actually, grade seven. That's the really bad kids at home. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking and smoking in grade seven. Uh-huh. Grade eight, a little more. Grade well, eight, no, no, but when we went. But now I'm sure it's those ages also at home. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. But these days on Facebook, you see these really young kids, like the ones who were born 09. Like, 2009? Yeah. They they post them smoking, drinking, and like on their Instagrams and shit. Well, weren't those middle school kids the guys stealing the cars up and sold, joyriding all around the country? Oh, yeah, like that. That's those kids. But those guys aren't. That's not the average for the the average kid. But in in middle school, the police, the police can't charge them, so they just release them and they do it again next weekend. And they they're at the police station taking selfies, saying, "Ha they can't charge us. We're going to get again next weekend." Are you are you cognizant of your online presence or what you're posting online knowing that no i'll I'll answer that no they don't they're too young and immature they have no idea yeah people our age don't even recognize that how can you ask that well because we were we were like slowly introduced to it when sure but facebook was my university but that's something that our age group should be fully cognizant of and they're not they still post stuff that's going to haunt them in their interview in two weeks or two months or two years so that's why you have Two profiles, like one for fuck ups. And Michael, one Michael for... Daniel Pope and uh, Kim Kwang Yan. Yeah, <laughs> James. <laughs> uh, James, uh, that's James. that guy. Sound there, James Pope. What? Uh, when would you say that dating becomes normalized? During middle school, maybe. Adolescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you go to one of the things I always? We always kind of the the men here seem so awkward. We're at home. I think it's you're kind of it's bred in you to. Or, or you're raised to be the man and take the initiative and ask a girl out and pay for the date. And mm-hmm. where, where here it seemed like middle school was separate, mm-hmm. high school was separate, mm-hmm. two years of army separate. And then I get them in university and they're the most awkward humans ever <laughs> trying to navigate their emotions and their feelings of, uh-huh. 
she's really pretty or, or I really want to say something to her or I want to date her or I want a boyfriend, I want a girlfriend, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm 23 years old. Why am I feeling... Why am I 23 and don't know what I'm doing? Well, you missed six years of socialization. So that, that's what I mean. So if it starts... Uh, but these days, like when I went to middle school, we had the same schools but different classes. Okay. And back so in high school... So you were interacting only in the hallways and after school and whatnot? Yeah. But, but not in the class. See, yeah. I, I think that's a that's detrimental to the, to the development of the kids then. How do you how, like when you go you to don't an office, look at them all in the university? You they don't they don't know what to do. But uh, they don't yeah. know how to approach each other. They don't know how to. And then you see, I I don't know how quick you can develop it at a later age, but when you go to an office mm-hmm. and you're you're totally weird around everyone, I think that's probably a. a it still a is. Of... I remember going to salsa the salsa lessons with my wife. And it was like it was like six six Wangta guys who never had a date in their life, and then four girls who really wanted to try dancing. But it was so awkward because the the guys are so uncomfortable, and you you have to hold hands to do it, and mm-hmm. and you have to change partners and stuff. And I'm like, we're married, we're fine, and we can go around the circle, no problem. But my God, these other guys are they make the whole room feel really weird and creepy, man, because. You don't know if they're there, like, to date, to pick. I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, but it's so awkward, man. So starting in middle school, then, mm-hmm. this generation is going to be different. They're going to be seasoned vets by the time they're 25. Seasoned veterans. <laughs> you know? They'll be veterans. They'll have lo- uh, lots, lots of, of experience. experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because of the Facebook and social media, they interact a lot. And that, I found that's weird, too, that I think that started probably with my generation, where it was, like, uh, I'd say in high school, it was more, you can approach a girl and, mm-hmm. and talk to her, but mm-hmm. when you got into uni, it was kind of, uh, social media was almost like a crutch to mm-hmm. help you, like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it took kind of the weirdness away, and you could not. Uh, yeah, we, my generation still had to have skills. We, 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 had, to, we had to develop our... square tires. <laughs> we yeah. had to develop the skills and <laughs> trim the tires up till they could wheel. So I, I'm curious, then, about... I've always wondered about sex education. My wife's a teacher, mm-hmm. but we never talk extensively about it. She teaches grade one, grade three, grade six. It's always different. Mm-hmm. Um, what you, I mean, you must have went through it. I remember it vividly from when I was in school. Mm-hmm. I remember putting the condom on the banana and yeah, everybody yeah. practicing. And you guys did that here? Yeah. So no I'm way. At, at home school. now, but at home now it starts in elementary school. Well, I mean, we, it's did, very, we did in elementary yeah, school. It's yeah, very, very the birds young. The so, but what about, like, in, because this is a thing in Korea that, you know, 10 years or whatever, they're like, we have to improve our sex ed for, for young people because mm-hmm. the times are changing and we're, we're too embarrassed to give them any proper education. So what, what was it like? Can you just give us a little bit of insight it, on what that was like for is you? It your, when we did it, it was a nurse that would come in. Yeah, public health school nurse. Your school came, nurse came yeah. out. Okay. But back in elementary school, we just learned about the idea. And we didn't put a condom on a banana or whatever. But <laughs> when we hit middle school, like, we put a condom on a banana. Yeah, yeah. And third, third grade middle school, our homeroom teacher, he was a guy. Mm. And everyone in the classroom was a guy. So he just gave us a tip. He said, don't trust porn. Like, we're Asians, so we won't be able to pull off all the shit you watch on porn. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Yeah, I think, don't pinch the tip or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go with that. But that, I think that's solid if you want to share that with your buddies. that We're Asian, you won't pull off everything you see on porn. And, well, and I think a good 
thing about you guys getting the sex ed is that I hope they're teaching you the that porno isn't normal. R- isn't yeah. normal. Like you don't. And there's a lot. But of it's so porn. normalized these days because it's one click away. Mm-hmm. But so, when kids, when when grade five kids get their own phone and they're they're beating yeah. off in their rooms <laughs> five hundred times a day. <laughs> yeah, you it's, know when you. There, there's some weird and wild shit out there and if you yeah. take that into a relationship and like like oh that's I'm standard not supposed, in week one i'm not supposed oh. to slap a girl in the face and choke her and you're like what like you know they have to that that's not where your education should, mm-hmm. should become you don't buy a lamborghini for your first car yeah there's a there's a learning curve there's a, a growing <laughs> pattern it's you don't jump in off the deep end um but there'll probably be a few dads and, and mothers listening to this oh. um I don't mean from here. I mean from all over the, the country and stuff. I'm, so that's why I'm just curious to get some of these points because lots of us have kids coming up and I want to, I don't know who else I can ask because <laughs> nobody, nobody else tells you and they think, oh, that's not, you don't have to talk about that. That's okay. It's too, I don't think it's ever too young because the earlier you get it, it's just like learning to drink at home. Uh-huh. If you learn to drink with a glass of wine at the table when you're eight and nine and 10 years old, you, you learn your first times of feeling woozy and funny are with mom and dad and the family. Mm-hmm. You don't want your kid's first sexual experience to be watching anal porn. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's crazy. That's one of my biggest fears. It's crazy. That's not what I want. So I want them to learn about the birds and the bees long before that. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that middle school was the first sex education? No. Um, elementary school, we just learned the concept. But, but what's in elementary school? Yeah, but they're to, I think in elementary they're talking about like, if a, if Menstrual a weird, or yeah, yeah. If a weird old that man kind of tries thing. to touch you, like these are your private parts, and okay. this is yeah. And then first grade, middle school, we learn like intercourse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the real bird, the big birds and the bees. <laughs> yeah. After your sex education class, did you feel it was enough to teach you? Like, I can go into the world and like I'm comfortable and I know I know about everything. I mean, well, we had we had like we did it in grade five, dude. We had a question box. Mm-hmm. And some of the questions that we wrote were purposely stupid, but, mm-hmm. you know, we had deep questions that we really wondered about and kind of go at lunchtime and be like, you throw it in, the teacher has to, has to read them and answer all your questions. Um, did you, in, after going through that, I felt like, okay, I, I know what's, what's going on here. Did you feel satisfied for lack of a better word well, with your um, uh, with the sex ed class to be honest dude this teacher is 20 years behind what i see on my phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> teacher you're stuck in the 70s <laughs> look at my app <laughs> well uh, i can't imagine what it's like now sex ed is practically a joke at school uh it's maybe just to tick the box that yeah that they just did. but i think the use the the practicality of it now would be to teach them about conception and how how a baby's made and mm-hmm. I think STDs mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we learned and about conception STDs. and these things are what should be taught. I mean, you can't fight the, the online porn. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You're not going to teach kids what's this and that other than teaching them healthy habits that maybe, maybe it is a learning curve and whatever you see is not normal. And that's mm-hmm. for entertainment or pleasure. It's not to go out and reenact all these crazy things. Um, but well, I think, well mm-hmm. I, I think STDs protection mm-hmm. and preventing pregnancies and yeah. this, the benefits and and they talk about that. Yeah, they uh, problems of birth control and do they talk about birth control at all? Birth control, like girls taking the pill, or if you have a mistake, you take the. I think they the they skipped that because Skip we were boys. <laughs> oh, okay, so the girls yeah. would get their yeah. separate their separate one. Yeah, but even, but I mean, they still the boys. STDs and... Yeah, STDs. Like yeah, but that's like saying they don't teach the girls that the boys should have a condom on. 
Oh, they they talk about the condoms to the girls too, but we, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. He said he had one. I didn't check. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't tell me what it was in class, so I didn't know. Yeah, I just I mean it's a it should be I mean, everybody takes their own decisions, but mm-hmm. putting yeah. a putting a condom on is an easier decision than getting a girl pregnant and having to decide where where you're going to raise a kid or what what yeah. your choices yeah. are. Yeah. Good. Yeah. One more topic in the same flavor is about abuse. I think they teach it now very clearly to to children like what touches up sexual abuse yeah yeah, yeah yeah i think that's what the younger what to do if you have some troubles with yeah. strangers or absolutely yeah. i think providing providing outlets or resources on on what to do if someone touches you inappropriately or what you can do like we watch a lot of documentaries about uh sexual harassment and stuff and we have maybe once a month or once two months we have a seminar and we we used to have school police officers Mm. and like every school has a school police a police officer dedicated to that school okay so i think that that police officer does like a q a and tells you everything you need Mm. to know gives kids the opportunities but i think still in that age group the problem is people are hesitant to speak out mm-hmm. for fear of retribution or or whatever else it's <clears throat> the outlets have been there for a long time a lot of them just they just haven't been used or it's been too taboo to speak up so that's hopefully that's changing korea's got a lot of decent policies i didn't know about i didn't think there was any sex ed or, or very little i didn't know about the about the police uh the dedicated police officers at each school that's but i think yeah. that's great i think that's very good what about now in my master's, the the current course I'm taking is diversity in the classroom. And I asked you earlier about what diversity was in your classroom. Like, did you, um, was there disabled kids in your class? Did they have their own separate class? And do they speak um, in your seminars or whatnot? Do they speak about LGBTQ stuff like that? Is, does that ever get brought up? Or well, is it still... we, we say, Brian, this is Korea. We had we had a few disabled kids in our in our grade mm-hmm. and at the specialized high school I go to right now we have a whole classroom with disabled kids and they have we call it the toumban mm-hmm. it means help class oh, okay. and special yeah, yeah. well they are in that class too and they go to every every class class a class b class c mm. every class has one or two kids from mm. the special oh, okay, okay so they're integrated in your class yeah you guys are learning together yeah do they have their own assistant teachers or are they able to a- everyone like the the people who depends on their... the people who aren't fit enough to go to the army who does public work mm. the young the young the, guys yeah, yeah oh, okay, okay. they help the cool well, do you know what disabilities those kids have at our school, they were autistic. Yeah, autistic. Lots of autism. Or, yeah, most of them were autistic. autistic. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And sorry, just one more LGBTQ. The mm, nothing. No. Well, at at our school, most of most of the students are girls at our mm. school. So at our school, there was not a lot of like. There's not a class. There's not. Oh, sorry. I'm not asking if there is uh, if no, there is gay students like, or whatnot in your school, but is does there... it come up in your health classes? No, I, I I don't remember. Would you would you ever feel comfortable asking that, um, or is that something? <coughs> I mean, that's something where I 
I think I could say, okay, well, I'm half American. So if I say it, they don't think I'm gay or crazy. They just think I'm different anyways. So mm-hmm. teacher, what if, what if, what if some of our friends are gay or lesbian or something like that? Could you have something like that comfortably or no? Is that still too outrageous? I, um, It's not outrageous, but most of Koreans taboo it. Right. The LGBTQ. But that's what I mean. Would you feel comfortable to speak up or to ask about that? Or teacher, could you tell us a little bit about this or no? Honestly, I wouldn't ask. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the regional thing too. I wonder if in Seoul it's a little more, a little more open in here. Still pretty conservative. Probably not yet. No. I think the whole country in general is still very, very conservative. Anything else you want to touch in school? Oh, just that you go to a special high school. Uh-huh. I was going to ask about the process of getting into the special high school because I mean. In Korea, you you apply to either just general high schools, mm-hmm. three, I think, in your area. Yeah. Um, and the government picks where you go. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to go to a special school. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could tell us about what the special schools are and what the process is of getting in. I know you didn't get in the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us what some of the special schools are and what the procedure is to get into them? So there are general schools that the goal is to go to university. Mm. And there are other schools, specialized schools, like the industrial high school and science. many other high mm-hmm. schools. Like, do you have... Science, art, physics, Lang- language. Yeah. Um, most of the schools, like, there are levels. Mm-hmm. Like, the school I'm currently attending to, you need, you need to take a test and your grades have to be a certain level you you go to an art school do you have to have yeah. a certain level of score in art or in math and science to get into the art school everything like really? higher who's, than who's average. judging the art pretty subjective <laughs> no oh uh, we all the kids who applied to that school goes to that school and takes a test and they give you like three hours to draw a whole comic and color and everything huh. they give you two words or a sentence yeah and you draw an animation yeah storyboard or a comic that's funny because we had ryan estrada are you familiar with him (laughs) no no he's he's blowing up (laughs) over here in korea but he said after after three decades of of really plugging away at his craft he's finally breaking in big time into the into the comic book scene but he said a lot of the things that he created were kind of frowned upon and like oh it's not decent quality and it was just stuff he had thrown on his uh, on his website mm-hmm. but now since his rise in popularity because of his uh most recent works people are are viewing his old stuff as as more valuable and whatnot so mm-hmm. i think it's it's very interesting to you're accepted into the school based on a timed drawing exercise a timed <laughs> yeah. Draw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you think it's artists a, would require as much time as they need to do or I, like you put them on the timer i i do very creative work or whatever if i'm making worksheets or, mm, or spaghetti whatever or... spaghetti yeah. <laughs> I'm, or yeah so so right with that stupid thing i'm doing all the time there's time required to uh, every day i don't wake up and be like oh i'm super inspired and creative today and mm-hmm. i'm gonna so you know when you're writing that test or drawing your your timed comic if you're having a bad day or you didn't have your coffee or you were you know, didn't have your darts <laughs> before going in and you're off your game you could potentially like yeah that, sacrifice your so i i'm i'm familiar with the science high school mm-hmm. the language high schools mm-hmm. um and the art schools uh, primarily those three mm-hmm. are you telling me that you have to have just as high grades to get into all three of them um or they all have different standards but you still need to standards. excel in all subjects different standards and 
Yeah, what you said. It's case by case. Mm. Like it's different case by case. But, but it's not heavily weighted towards your art ability going into the art school. Well, All your other subjects in high school or middle school still matter. Yeah, that's good. And At least you're, you're balanced then. Uh, the first grade, like there, in middle school, you have th- three grades, right? And like the percentage, the third grade takes the most, and first right. and second takes that, less. That, and that that blows my mind that your first grade middle school has anything to do with anything. Yeah, that's yeah. such. It's it's the start of the rest of your life. Oh, that's such the start of the rest of your life here. I can't. I was insane when I was that young. Was like yeah. grade grade we seven. Just, that, that's doing? why I didn't get in the first first try. try what do you what do you know when you're in grade seven you're picking your nose and you're like riding your bike around yeah. you know i don't know what do you what do you, what do you that's do why i couldn't seven? get in <laughs> yeah now, how do you you're expecting kids to to come into their own by grade seven that's what they're getting but judging. but that's what you've you're been that's what you've been groomed for since grade three or four going to the academy going to the academy going to the academy that's what they do it for mm-hmm. to get to the right middle school that gets you into the right high school that gets you into the right college here's, for the job here's a question for you when you're in school, when you're in art school, mm-hmm. you know, a popular conversation amongst uh, educational academics is that kids are born kind of geniuses and, and school teaches them out of being a genius, right? What do you think yeah. about your art school? Is it more inspiring your creativity? And like, here's here are some different techniques that other people have used. Feel free to incorporate or, or mix these up. Or is it like... This is how you paint a rose. Pick up your brush and follow my strokes. Which, or is it a mix of both? Well, actually, they just give you the equipment you need. And they just give you a project. You, like, last year, we learned 2D animation, which is you draw on this computer. Yeah. And you make a whole animation. Mm. You have a team, four kids in a team. You make your own story. You can do whatever you want, but they teach you the technique to make an animation. And they don't tell you how to draw, and they don't okay. tell you to do anything. But the sad thing is, like, you sit on your... You just sit there and draw, like, eight, maybe six hours straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I almost lost my mind. Yeah. And that's why I don't really draw anymore. Yeah. Like, I felt sick drawing i used to but do you feel that if you're into it and that's your calling that you would enjoy sitting there doing that yeah definitely i think you should probably discover that uh not spontaneously you should discover that on your own yeah not without a teacher breathing down your neck telling you to you know if you discovered the whatever you like painting like you have a deadline for the project that's the worst yeah especially (laughs) in creativity i think that's even been studied on at some point and they said i think when money is involved or when mm-hmm. time is involved that'll mm-hmm. just smush any but, yeah. any creative thoughts but that's what i think about traveling i hate having a deadline traveling i think it takes away the whole Experience essence of that. the trip when you're just worried about three more days two more days one more day oh it's raining today i only have five more days that and that's when i did my two major backpacking trips mm. and they say what's your next plan I, I don't have a plan. I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have a job. I don't have a house. I don't have a family. I don't have anything. I just have a backpack. That un, untethering of and of and one day I just went like shit. Society. It's been like almost two years, and I've never slept in the same place like more than a week or a month. And I'm I'm getting bored of this. I want to go home. And I then I just got on a plane and went home. Mm. But I hate having that deadline looming over that you have to get to Morocco by this time because that's when the plane leaves. Mm. 
I only got five more days to get through three countries to get to Morocco. Uh, and it just takes away the whole the whole atmosphere of the trip for me. Mm. You said now you don't like drawing. Do you, do you think this is a temporary thing or in the future is that something that you would... Uh... Uh, like, I don't like... I, I don't think of drawing as my future. Like, mm. it's good for time killing mm. and it will always be my hobby. Mm. But I can't sit at the same spot drawing for right. like more than 30 minutes yeah well it's so, like me with reading or studying mm-hmm. these some students here four right minutes now. okay oh. yeah no i, I think in 20, 25 minute bursts and i dude i need to i don't know if that's my conditioning when i was younger but it uh when kids here tell me like oh teacher i read for three four hours last night I'm like well that's, even my wife she can read a book for like four hours that's 24 minutes longer than the average kid these days yeah. <laughs> but um i i wanted to ask you 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 said you 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 knew you were a little bit different and you you could kind of choose your own path. Was choosing the art school a way to get out of regular school, which I want to get into the sunum, which was a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. that that overbearing feeling of stress and pressure from the sunum. Hey, I'm going to the art school. I'm a pretty decent jar. I can just tell my parents I'm going to be an artist, and and I don't. The sunum is not important to me because I'm going to be an artist. So, mm-hmm. did, was the art school a way out of regular school? Or not at all. It's pretty much similar. I was gonna say, what what's the ratio? What's the ratio of art to to regular classes? Maybe sixty forty. Regular class is sixty, and art is forty. And oh, really? if you were in a regular school, it would be eighty twenty uh, or ninety okay. ten. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. yeah cool. Are the science and language schools similar? Um, it's yeah. The thing. Our school, like other art schools, I don't really know, but our school, we take the sunan, so we we so learn pretty much the same. Yeah. So that was my next one. But is it? I put down here. What what are the, what is the future? What do your friends think of their future? Do they think of it as artists or graphic designers or stuff, or or are they sitting there bending their brains till ten p.m. studying for the sunung every night and drawing when they have a free time? Well, there are kids that draw and study their asses off like sleep at 3 a.m and wake up 7 a.m and I don't like that. is that to get into the best like i think it isn't yonsei really famous for art i think it's hongik yeah. yeah and mr lim's daughter where did she go she was a sculptor. sculptor and something else yeah but so is that is that the reason to study hard for the sunu to get into that art university um yeah pretty much like it, even if your art's good if you want to go to a good university, your sunning or your school grades, sushi. Oh. yeah, sushi, should be. High. I love sushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same joke for twenty years. <laughs> so, so you didn't have any interest in the sunum? No. That's like, what. That's what I always. I always say to my my students' moms, like my private lessons moms. I what if your kid just doesn't care about the sunung or university? What if they want to be something else? Do they just say, ha I'm not going to school till 10 o'clock every night. And they just leave at 4 or 5 when you finish? Or how does it work? Well, Did you study for it? I didn't even take the test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how does it, how does it work? Um, I, I applied for going to another... Going to another... Vocational school? Yeah, kind of like that. Like I went to uh, an acting academy that was registered by the city, city, uh, the education board of ed. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh-huh. I didn't study. I just learned a bit of acting, a bit of singing. and That was a replacement like for the after-school study 5 till 10 every night? No, that was a replacement for school. I, I went there 9 o'clock and stayed there till 3. It's like a every day? Yeah. For how long? For six months, I think. Because you weren't studying for the sunum? Because I didn't want to go to school. Ah, because you didn't want to go to school. I, I, I didn't feel that... So instead of dropping out... Yeah. Instead of dropping out of high school, you go there and finish your last six months and then you graduate? Uh-huh, yeah. Even if you go there, I had two choices. Either drop out... Or fulfill or, the requirement at this acting place. Uh-huh. And get my graduation. Do your friends look down upon you on that? Or when you decide, is that common? Uh, who do you meet there? Or is that where you got mixed up with the wrong crowd? Or what is... Is that just yeah, a, honestly, is that a bunch of misfits or, or what is it? Yeah, misfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say misfits. Every as every to break who time, who don't buy into the I want to digest every book in the library. I got a question. Sorry about your the people you went to uh, the art school with. Uh-huh. When you talk to them about their futures, what's you know Nate was talking about them getting into university uh-huh. with all the with all the availability now. Of working online or mm-hmm. creating your own online presence, how much of that do your friends kind of take advantage of? Is anyone working online, or is, is it everyone's dream to to go to university and, and work for a company, or you know, well, maybe usually, you can speak to working independently versus working for someone. I have a friend who actually got a job right after graduation at a at an, an animating studio. Okay, okay. so. He went to school with the purpose of being an animator. Mm. So he had other classes. Like he didn't take normal school classes. He only did animating. But there was this other friend who went to university designing. Mm. He just studied at night and at school he drew. Do you still keep in contact with them? Yeah. And how's the animator doing? Is he just... He's like an office worker, but doing... Animation. The things he like. I always wonder with the with the artistic types, like uh, you know, like oh, I'm I'm a, I'm an artist or I'm an animator, but you're just sitting there, just yeah, you know, you're almost like just a cog in the machine, not really putting your creative input. Uh huh. Just kind of animate this or do that. And because it's he's a noob right mm-hmm. now. For now, he just started so you working be, yeah. here, so yeah. he only does the not fun parts. Yeah. He Maybe. he doesn't model. Like, he doesn't make his own character. Mm. He just, like, changed the... He just does the little things okay, in the yeah. background and stuff. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's not so not so bad. Not, not a bad place to start. And mm-hmm. the good thing is now that you do have the... Like I mentioned earlier, you do have the, the option to do some independent stuff online outside of your uh-huh. outside of your work if you're really passionate about it. You're, you're lined up to graduate in a couple months. Uh-huh. In, in second year or third year at all, did you ever have any counseling in terms of life planning or the next step? Or I remember being in high school and they, they would come and like do some job counseling and what kind of jobs you might be interested in. So what kind of university you might be interested in or college or if you go to vocational school or we had those counseling opportunities off, offered to us regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you Do you guys have stuff like that or is it just kind of like flying blind? Everybody do the sunung. Everybody go to Seoul and see what happens. No, no, no. Um, we get the homeroom teacher talks to us one one on one, and we have a place called the We Class, and that's a counselor 
at school who has her own classroom mm. and you can talk to her if her schedule like she has you book an appointment yeah you her, yeah. yeah you book an appointment and that's like a life counselor or like i broke up with my girlfriend you, you or can, my parents are are crazy or my brother's drinking or or dad, is that like dad's american <laughs> i don't know i don't know what kind of school i want to go to you can get counseling about anything and there's another counselor that can yeah there's a there's a life counselor and there's a future counselor like okay. the teacher who knows all about right. going to university right. okay. and the future and stuff cool you i remember I remember being surprised one day seeing you working part time at one of our favorite ah, meat restaurants. Uh-huh. This is what I wanted to. Uh, it's not not typical to be working mm-hmm. in. I mean, even most of my university students don't work here, and we're used to you know at home mm-hmm. shoveling snow, cutting grass from seven, eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. You start paying from your neighbors and the next door <laughs> grandma, grandpas. I'm always shocked to see that my uni kids, lots of them, don't work, um, and they still really depend on mom and dad and mm-hmm. getting some young don every month, some mm-hmm. pocket money. Mm-hmm. And I, really? You're in university and you get pocket money? What the heck? So you were working. When did you start working? How did that opportunity come up? And what did you learn from it? I started working there when I was 10th grade. Mm. So I worked there nearly three months, uh, three years. And I That's stopped your whole high school? There. Yeah. What happened was, like, he's really good friends with my dad. I went there to have dinner for since I was an elementary schooler. And I've always, like, asked him to give me a part-time job there. <laughs> and he was like, maybe when you're, in an, you're a high schooler, I'll let you work here. And then I turned... High I turned, school age? Yeah. yeah. And I was like... Hey, hey my birthday was yesterday. Yeah, Where's the job, work? buddy? Yeah. And that's how I started working there. Do you think the the cigarettes have a worse effect or or inhaling fifty kilos of samgyeopsal smoke? Oh, it man. gets pretty bad in there, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, oh, it's dreadful. I feel like I smoked a pack of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's such a solid move by uh, I don't know who suggested it. Your your dad kind of told you to do it, or you wanted to do it. By I yourself. wanted to do it. It's such a. What made you want to do that? I was gonna say in what a, what made you feel entitled that you should get it or he should give it to you or. There's Ajumas who've been serving for 50 years that are trying to make some some cash. Why should he give Not it to you? Not even that, but as opposed to, I, I don't want to generalize everyone, but a regular Korean kid who just expects, I'm just going to study and get some yongdon for my parents mm-hmm. and, and just exist off that. What made you want to work? I wanted more money. You wanted more money? Yeah. yeah and I didn't get that much pocket money mm. compared to other kids. Yeah. So Probably I wanted a good to, thing, man. Yeah. Probably a good thing. But the typical high schools finish mm-hmm. at yeah. 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock? Mm-hmm. And then you have your independent study time from 4 or 5 until 10. Uh-huh. So did you just skip that or you said, I have a job, or you just said, I'm not doing it? Usually the first year in high school, I only worked in the weekends. Okay. Yeah. So that didn't... Affect it. Yeah. And then I changed schools at third grade. I I didn't really go to school, so I worked every day almost. Hmm. And on vacation, I worked every day. And yeah, what do you uh, what do you think you learned uh, by working there that other kids who don't have part time jobs? Patience. Yeah. Within, yeah. In what in what aspect? Oh my god! Like people are Yogio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and especially my name's Michael, not Yogio. 
Especially James. Like, <laughs> oh shit! Who's that? Older people. Like, it, uh, if th- if there's a restaurant at near the university, it's usually cheaper than other meat places. Yeah. And they're just they. They treat you feel, that way too. Yeah, they treat me like shit, and they <laughs> feel. I think they feel entitled, and like because they're eating here, we should serve them like oh, they're, they're kings they're, they're paying they're paying for your for the hey, service here man. comes yeah, king nate oh <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah there there are some does that fall under God people or? yeah yeah okay definitely okay, okay, okay. do That's you do you think i mean some parts of the states are very famous i like to think of florida where my parents had a retirement place mm-hmm. where the wage is very small sometimes mm-hmm. three four dollars an hour mm-hmm. but the service is impeccable and therefore, they get the tips to make up for it. Where in a lot of places in Canada, mm-hmm. the, the basic salary is is more, mm-hmm. and maybe the tips aren't so great, and the service isn't so great. Mm-hmm. I, I the service in Florida is is absolutely impeccable. It's amazing. And compared to home, it's like waiters and waitresses think they're entitled to tips just for showing up at your table. Mm. They they're supposed to get. Do you, what would you prefer as as a, a restaurant worker to work? Hard for your a low a low wage and work hard and get good tips or a higher wage and not have to work so hard. Depends where you work. Or yeah, no, I because if you have a good work ethic, you you're gonna work your ass off and and do the best you can wherever you are. But yeah. if there's no incentive to do so, that might sway you the other way. In, in Korea, yeah. Or if there was yeah, another like, option, if uh, you could go to Itaewon and work in Itaewon and make tips, they tip in Itaewon. I, I don't know in the bars and stuff. Sure, usually yeah. in Korea they don't tip. Yeah. Yeah, but if you you're too young for Thursday party, <laughs> everywhere still has tip jars now. And when you yeah, get up yeah, when yeah. you get up north, it's pretty common. It's all over the place. North Korea? No. Sure. <laughs> um, would you would you look now for other part time work or? Yeah, I I I quit my job Sunday actually. Like, that was my last day. Like two days ago. Yeah. Oh, so is your brother going to fill in or what? Maybe in a few years. Yeah. But, but but it's the same as doing privates. It'd be good to keep it in the rotation that, okay, where's the next hybrid to come in and take my place? Because there's not always that many options. So why not? If my kid was old enough, I'd be sending her in there. I, man, look, when I worked part-time jobs, it was like, yeah, again, you wanted pocket money or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Parents didn't give you anything. Looking back, man, you learned so much. Just, I mean, from showing up on time to yeah. to your soft skills, talking to people, mm-hmm. interacting mm-hmm. With, the, with the general public. Um, cleaning cleaning up yeah yeah i mean now now you know what your mom did for the first 10 years of your life true and now you appreciate you know holy shit mom had to scrub these dishes and this and that and Mm -hmm. i don't like cleaning up when someone's dropping their crap on the floor but my brothers and sisters and i do it every day Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah go and do it for a job you'll see yeah it humbles you it changes you yeah it's a good uh, end but managing your money and and whatnot you get a you get a paycheck you can't just blow it all on smokes yeah. I was going to say I, that, one, one more here and then one more with education then we'll move on to the other stuff uh-huh. did, did you did you learn or did your parents teach you or did you learn anything about having a budget or being responsible for your money or mm-hmm. any money no. sense or you say you wanted more money but for what just to drink and party yes and just so there's only a dollar a bottle <laughs> to buy the good shit yeah. <laughs> like I Shoes and clothes and like. Right. Oh, there's a there's it. another sorry another side one there. How much? <laughs> that's, that's this guy's shoes and clothes. How much? What, what do you mean my shoes? How white are your shoes? How many new hoodies can you get? What do 
you talking about? I wore the same hoodie last time, man. This, uh, Don't touch my new white sneakers. Listen, you scuffed my pumas, you're going to get a punch in the nose. Punch in the nose. I, dude, those shoes are like 35 bucks, 40 bucks. And I just like keeping them white. When you go to a- yeah, I was going to say, then why are you so worried about getting dirty? Because I don't want to have to clean them every goddamn week. But um, how much do you feel you need to fit in fashion-wise? Again, I don't fit in. You don't fit in fashion-wise? Yeah, I, I um, wear like Wranglers and the uh, flannel tee. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't bother you? Yeah, to, never. It, like, I, oh, you, bro, you only got a, a North Face, you got a can and a goose. Like, you, you're not down with any of uh, any of that. He and, wants uh, the girls to call. He's got to wear the stuff, man. And, and you don't know, like lumberjacks. <laughs> I love the lumberjack fashion. Stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> like, just being being older, too, we don't, I, I don't feel any, none of the ads on TV mm-hmm. talk directly to me. Um, I, I don't feel any any push to, mm-hmm. to, to do anything that I don't want. Mm-hmm. How much, how strong is the... Is the push for you to, to fit in, or how much do you feel that you need to adapt and and, and buy the the cool shoes that other kids are wearing? Or do you have white filas? No, I have Air Force Ones. Do you have a black padding? <laughs> yeah. Long? No. Okay. <laughs> Canada Goose. <laughs> oh, you just yeah. Canada Goose. Yeah. It's funny I use that one. Do you know Canada Moose? Mm, <laughs> tell no. tell them about the Canada Chinese Moose brother. Thing. <laughs> what is the Canada Moose? Did your sister get your sister in law got uh, jacked from three? So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, she somebody ordered Canada Goose from China. It was Canada Moose or something. <laughs> and instead of having goose down, it was it's like rat fur or, or, <laughs> or fall foliage or something <laughs> stuffed in there. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta watch out for the Chinese specials. Just overall, uh huh. What is your opinion now that you're, I guess, almost out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your opinion of the Korean education system? Lots of people shit on it. Lots of people uh, prop it up. There's definitely pros and cons to it. A- as a, a student who's who's graduated or graduating now, what's your overall opinion of the education system? If I was into studying, I'd not take a shit on it. But because I'm not into studying and I don't have a plan of going to university, I'm going to take a huge dump on it. It's... Mm. It's useless for me, at yeah. least. Like, if you have a dream, will only draw you further from it. Like, if it's not academic related, yeah. Do you what do you think would happen if you went to these formative or, or what a middle school, high school years in America? I would have. Where do you see yourself? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I always ask my dad why I grew up here and why why am I not in the states because. Like, all the movies, all American high school movies, they make high school look awesome. And the jocks and the nerds and everything. <laughs> well, that, but that's the movies. Yeah. I mean, the, get there and be and be the jock. And you know what? Your first year as a jock on the football team, mm-hmm. the guys in my school got tied up naked to the, to the field goal pole after school. That's, <laughs> that's being the jock. Really? Yeah. That's going to the rookie party and... And getting embarrassed in front of every girl in the school. That's the jock. It looks good as long as you're on the right side of it. But mm-hmm. you're a freshman at some point. You're the rookie at some point. Uh-huh. So it's not... Again, that's the movies, right? I mean, the the nerds have this. The jocks have this. The preps mm-hmm. have this. But it's all glorified in the movies. I mean, yeah. there is... Lots of that stuff happens. But mm-hmm. it doesn't show you. You don't get the feelings. You don't get the emotions. You don't get the... The, the normal feelings that creep up with all those things and the good and the bad. You just mm-hmm. see 
oh, I would be that guy, so it would be great. Mm-hmm. But you might be that guy, and then you want to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that's the movies, right? Yeah. It's not always like that. But, I mean, in my in my experience, I would much prefer that high school system than this one. Mm. Um, for the reasons that probably you saw on TV. Yeah. And and Korea doesn't have prom. And correct. yeah. Like, Neither does Canada. My my have, favorite movie well, is... We, okay, but we don't have... It's not American style. Like, yeah, you take a limousine. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Like, oh, we rent a double-decker bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But it's not... The, the American one is like... Yeah, full on. Man. Uh-huh. That's I, I. don't think that makes you a better or worse person. That's a good night. Yeah, we we have safe grad out on a farm. Do you guys have that? No, you you mentioned that last time though. Like, safe, safe yeah. grad. Somebody somebody volunteers their farm. The parents all go set it up. They fence it off. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets gooned. You can sign in one bottle or one twenty four pack of beer. Oh, but and you don't leave the premise. You drink all night. They have a charity casino. Where you get some fun bucks and yeah. you get to play the charity casino all night, mm-hmm. drink and party with your buddies, smooch in the outhouse or whatever you want to do. <laughs> and then in the morning, the parents all come and they all make pancake breakfast for you. Nice. It's okay. it's a real safe grad. It's a great place to, because it's too much. We're out in the countryside. So oh, yeah. you party in the city, people mm-hmm. drive home, two guys drunk driving, boom, your mm-hmm. best buddy's gone. Mm-hmm. How many times can you watch it before something's got to change? We rented a hotel. So safe grad is, is the way to go on the prairies and... It's uh, I think it's it's an ideal compromise for how to have fun partying. Ah, well, the main reason I wanted to go to the art high school I'm going right now is usually all all high schools they have this big school trip on the second grade of high school before all your sunan and shit. Mm. You go with your friends for like most of the schools go to Jeju-do or Seoul or Everland or for three days, mm-hmm. but. This school that I go to right now, we went to Osaka. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we don't have prom, but we have this big-ass trip that's super fun. And we take fake IDs and buy a bunch of booze. And nice. Yeah. Good, good, good. You guys take fake IDs? Well, I Shit, didn't. Man, you guys are way ahead of what I thought these guys were at. Yeah. I give them the drinking or the smoking. I mean, soldiers available on every corner. It's not like Canada where you got to hang out outside the beer store begging guys to get you a case. Yeah. We, we can only buy in Ontario. You can only buy at the beer store. They literally call the beer <laughs> store or the LCBO. You have to go into that store and they ID everyone. On and you got to start saying, hey, hey, can you, can you get me something? <laughs> hey, hey. I'm calling the police. Run, That's- run. The, the irony, the funny thing is, going to high school is easier to get a bag of weed than it was to to get alcohol. Unless you're getting it from your house, it, you literally can't go. It, like you said, you have to wait out front of the store and be like, "Hey, bud, can you grab me? <laughs> can you grab me a case?" Oh of well, an, or, another advantage of being a hybrid, I look old as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't look like a high schooler, yeah. so no one IDs me. Uh, and you yeah. got six hairs on your chin there. <laughs> well, That's still I, a November from last year coming in. Don't worry. I'm not much. I'm not far You're competing here. with Uncle Brian there. <laughs> the, best, the best one we figured out was you got the good taxi guy and you could call them. You, so you could call him on his phone, not the taxi company. Call the taxi driver. Go get the booze. Bring the booze. We pay the taxi fare, the booze, and give you the bonus. For picking up, we had dial a bottle, and that was pretty. Dial a bottle? Do you do you guys have? Speedy? That was a that was a company. Did dial a bottle. <laughs> did you have speedy cap 
five bucks uh, take anywhere? I think yeah, it sounds familiar. And then you go through uh, you go through a police stop mm-hmm. and you just see the color go out of his face like if anyone asks, I'm your uncle. Because it was an illegal it was an illegal cab service, right? <laughs> if anyone asks, I'm your uncle. I'm just driving you to your friend's house and mm-hmm. uh, okay, <laughs> you go through. The uh, that was the stop. Uber before Uber. That was the the illegal uh, insurance <laughs> <laughs> no insurance Uber. So, anyways, let let's right, keep take, going, moving on. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted oh. to hear more about making out in a hay bale next to a cow. <laughs> That's safe, bro. <laughs> no, I wanted the, the fake IDs going to Osaka. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, uh, God, that's pretty. that seems really ballsy for Koreans for me. I mean, that's not typical. And most Korean kids look like they're five but our, in middle school. Our fake IDs like was either my older brothers or I had a... My cousin's husband used to be a bouncer at a, at mm-hmm. a strip joint, mm-hmm. and he would take away yeah, yeah. people's IDs yeah. and, and give them to me. He'd give me a stack of 50, and you'd look nice. at your buddy and be like, all right, Michael Johnson, uh, you're this, and you just give them out to your buddies. Um, what kind of fake ID are you guys printing your own? We used to scratch the numbers off. To that that's that's a, get some, my cousins. Some kids do that. Well, I don't use fake IDs. Mm-hmm. I just walk in the store and yeah, buy yeah. shit. But other kids just flex and be like, oh, look at this gun. <laughs> I, well, other kids they some lucky kids just pick him off the street. And some pick them off. The <laughs> old, older kids. Is that a euphemism they, for like knock someone out and steal it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, other kids like they buy from older kids who just sell their ID, over okay. like people with connections. They'll just give their ID that's underaged, mm. and if you have connections at the center, mm. like they'll just remake yours, mm. or you can just take a photo on your phone and Photoshop it. Yeah. Like Photoshop your ID on your phone. And Interesting. Like we used to have to take them and you would you would take a pin and yeah. you would poke the numbers and change all the numbers around. Yeah. And then you'd go to the bar and he'd be like, What's your postal code? Oh shit. That's the only <laughs> one I remember. Or because you knew the address, you knew the birth date, and then he'd mm-hmm. say, What's your sign? Capricorn? No, Sagittarius, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. They keep it. That, that was the two hard ones. What what was your sign? And I had a guy <laughs> at a convenience store take my brother's ID from me because I was trying to buy rolling papers, man. Rolling papers, not cigarettes, not nothing. Rolling papers. Yeah. Called it. He's like, this isn't you. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? What's your address? I live there. No problem. He's like, I'm calling the police. I'm like, oh, you dick. And my cousins had moved into that address we had moved from that house my cousins lived there and they called me like what did you do I'm like why like the police are here i'm like oh no <laughs> they just said they didn't know they didn't know who he was or whatever but anyways what's did anyone ever get caught with a fake id and what did they did they just take it or they usually just take it yeah yeah big uh police seem pretty pretty lax over here right? mm-hmm. not too bad and uh, in let's... japan it's super chill like all you all you have to do is just don't look sketchy and push a button that says yes you're yes i'm over 21 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's all right Jeez. I, mean, I don't know okay let's look at the last one here too or a little bit about the future here before we we shut her down bodybuilding mm-hmm. you said you came to a turning point last january mm-hmm. uh heavy drinker heavy smoker big dude 105 kilos yeah said that's yeah. it turned it in what happened um well i just didn't feel happy with myself and when i looked at the mirror i just i just saw like 
something happened and I got really depressed and I stopped boxing. I stopped everything I liked. I just went out hanging out with my friends, just drinking every night. Then I gained like 20 kilos and happens quick. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> super quick. Like, and then I just didn't feel happy and I couldn't get girls and I, I lost my self-esteem. Mm. There was this kid back in middle school who I used to be good friends with and he started bodybuilding and he changed his body like 180 degrees. Mm. And I was like, how the hell did you do this? And he told me the gym that he was going to. Smokes and soju. Really? <laughs> I've been trying that for months. Uh, workout in between. Yeah. So I signed up for a personal trainer and I got training for like six months. I trained twice a day. For six months? Actually, personal training for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. personal training for wow. six months. But yeah, I'm... That was your first experience in a gym? Yeah. Okay. For bodybuilding. For bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah. Just out of curiosity, how much is the personal training? Um, Usually... It's uh, 50 bucks per session, mm. but because I was a high schooler that wanted to be an athlete, mm. I had this discount and like I was in... You're not doing, you're not paying for a personal trainer two sessions a day. Yeah. I just pay for one and get one for free. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you're paying 50 bucks a day? Yeah. And it was... So you traded in your... Your lumberjack shirts and your new your new shoes for a gym membership. I I made a deal with mom. Mom, mom paid thirty percent. Dad paid thirty percent. I paid the rest. Mm. So, and after six months, I got all. God, the, that's a good scam. Mom and dad thirty each. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's mom and dad. Okay, we'll do ten together. Yeah. No, okay, you, how much are you gonna do and how much? <laughs> that's a good. Uh, good good bargaining. That's good. <laughs> It was super pricey, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But but now it's but good, seems to have paid off. Yeah. yeah. And where where are you now? Tell us where you are now. With competitions. What do you get out of it? Back in July, July eleventh, I went to Busan to do a show. It was WNC Classic Physique and Teenager. That means I, extra small bottoms. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's. Well, I just think of bodybuilding wearing those gross, tiny little shorts, man. It's gross. What do you call them? Budgie smugglers? Budgie smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won first place there, and yeah. it took me a long time to get where I am right now. Yeah, I just changed my whole life. Yeah. Life pattern. And I think that's for um, anyone looking to make a change or to, to go on a, on a diet or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's. I've said it so many times and it just, it doesn't work. Like you just, you got to make that lifestyle change. Yeah, and it yeah. just, you know, after that's, I think at a younger age, it's easier to rewire your Mentally brain or whatnot. Back, yeah. But once you've established that pattern, it's not so hard to go work out now. Is it? It's kind of your, uh, it's kind of your, your routine. I feel guilty if I don't. Oh, and Welcome to my world. <laughs> like Saturday, if I skip leg day Saturday, I have to do three workouts Monday, which I did yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah it was fucking dreadful yeah no doubt yeah. No so doubt. what what is it to, you said you you stopped going to school so that made this this yeah. new regime possible yeah and what did it entail what was a typical day like or what is it like well i i stopped going to my normal school and went to another facility right so i had to be at the facility by nine 
So I asked my coach very nicely mm. to give me get, the keys. Yeah. The so keys, I got the seven. keys and I Excuse finished me. my workout by eight mm. and then went to the facility mm. and then went back to the gym. How long's a, a workout for you? Usually one hour, one hour and a half, mm. but leg days are two to three hours. I don't do like legs and arms and, and chest and shoulders anymore. Uh-huh. I used to though. Uh-huh. I remember like, um, I had a standard car uh-huh. and driving home, man, your leg, like you're at a, you're shifting gears and your legs are <laughs> just vibrating, man. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> well, I, I love it. Like, so you go to, you'd go to your other alternative school from nine till three or four or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go three. back to the gym. Uh huh. Cool. I don't know. I, I think you can, you get a sense of place in the, in the gym and you feel comfortable and that's a good, it, it's a great alternate to a pc room or mm-hmm. a bar or yeah. hanging out in a buddy's one room apartment or well, one thing is mental health and the other is physical health and mm-hmm. i mean you if you don't have either game. you're in a big big hole but like, at least I, if you have the physical health it's a stepping stone to develop the mental health mm-hmm. and if you have the mental health but but you're you're completely unhealthy you're i mean you're not in a good spot either so yeah. getting the physical part of it allows you to, to work on the other part also and it like i used to be into gaming and I just lost interest. It, like I used to stay at a PC room five hours straight, mm. and like. But I, I don't the, even think that's the extreme. That's the extreme end of. That's the uh, normal. Yeah, I think that would be a standard. Yeah, but now I can't user. sit down at a PC room for like even twenty minutes. Mm. I feel sick and. The I sad can't. part is, I think that if you took all those people who do that mm-hmm. and gave them or found out what they do really enjoy. Not saying they don't enjoy that, but alternatively, mm-hmm. I think they'd be in the same boat. If you found a guy who really liked sewing or, or drawing or mm-hmm. kickboxing or mm-hmm. whatever it why is, is. Why is gaming worse than sewing? What makes sewing? What makes sewing? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but there's clearly a gaming problem and an addiction to technology devices. It's it's yeah, coming I, up all the time in society. I, so and it, I think it's different skills. I'm, I'm just saying that. This is a problem these days. The kids who are addicted to these devices, the gaming, whatever. I mean, at home, didn't they label a pandemic that Fortnite, every kid at home was playing Fortnite five hours a day? And I had it's to, insane. I had this exact. So sewing, I don't give a shit about sewing. Sewing's better because it's not Fortnite or playing computer games. So it's better. Wake up at 3 a.m. If the whole society is sewing five hours a day, I think we'll be better off than the whole society playing computer games five hours a day. I had the this exact conversation with my brother for Christmas. I bought my kids a retro Nintendo, Nintendo or no, Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Like the 16-bit. Dude, well, I, I had to test it. Is that it. good? No, I... 16 bit like i don't know is that good or bad isn't it old school oh super old yeah but listen here's the reason i had the 8 bit for a while there um we've kind of outgrown that and i think those games when you're playing them Mm -hmm. you can play it for an hour you can play it for two hours and then you want to turn it off Mm -hmm. you're like oh i'm not gonna try and do this board again i've died 10 times when you're playing Fortnite, it's constant respawning yeah it's constant there's no delay so there or are there's people working on the games to keep you playing them absolutely yeah. there's no like you've used all three lives do you want to continue mm-hmm. you, that's you that's that the difference before it was a game to entertain yourself mm-hmm. now it's like Com- it's just milking it's milking the whole system and and trying to get people addicted because it's now just a big money business yeah, yeah. 
and, and keeping people constantly engaged yeah. with that. Uh, oh, what was I But it's not it's not just that, it's everything, right? Like Duolingo. Go on Duolingo and, and start learning a language. And it's sending you out hey, you missed your your diamond today. Hey, your buddy Brian got two stars today. I don't give a fuck about Brian stars. I don't give a shit. Hey, you missed your thing today. Hey, my I'll stars do it. I'll do it when I want. Just leave me alone. I can't even learn a language on my own anymore. But that's things bugging me all day long. I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but I downloaded uh, Jurassic Park. I probably I think I said this a million times to to connect with one of my students who was. Didn't talk about anything except mm-hmm. his Jurassic Park game. So I downloaded it. It was the same thing, man. Oh, my God. My phone would blow up at 3 a.m. Like, <laughs> G-Wan's playing Jurassic Park. He needs your help. Where are you? Are you going to let him die? No. You're, you know, your your food supply is replenished. Oh. Feed, your, feed your T-Rex. <laughs> your paleontologist just dug up some gold. Build a new... Whatever, like your tears, <laughs> dude. I'm serious. And even when you're playing, uh, you know, when you're playing an eight bit or a sixteen bit, and you're playing the game, like you're focused on your character, mm-hmm. right? And he's jumping through the through the scenes or whatever. Even I'd say even Nintendo he's the only thing that moves. Nintendo sixty four. I, I I enjoyed that very much too. Even Xbox. Uh, <laughs> Closet gamer. Yeah, I, keep going. I love you. I love it. We better shut down here, otherwise he's gonna be the. I like that. But when I was playing that Jurassic Park, dude, it was it was like a slot machine. It was just constant, like bring, like bring, like shit flashing <laughs> in my eyes. Like, push this button, push that, and it was every. It was God. like a, it was like a K-pop. Uh, a K-pop music video, just every two seconds, just pop, 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 pop. Mario Brothers only released like one a, coin every two seconds. God. Oh, you had to, you had to literally push a button just to smash your head on a block, and you do it to the same block like eight times. Yeah. yeah. But it, uh, uh, it, it, it was just so much stimulation, and if you did it before bed, like oh, it just you're instantly awake. My mm-hmm. cousin, my cousin used to sleep three hours because in three hours he would have to harvest his corn and plant egg. This, this is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. This is. The... And you could be doing that in real life, right? Like you could actually be planting and harvesting shit in real life instead so, of virtually. I, 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 I'm moving okay. on. What's the future? I don't know. Fumbled through the end of the high school here. You're getting done finally. You're going to be out and clear. Mm-hmm. You got a good foundation for for bodybuilding and training. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned you're going up being a security guard up north there for a couple of months, get some cash. Yeah. What is the future? Where Choco, do you see yourself in North Korea? In five years or something, where do you see yourself? Um, at a gym, definitely at a working, gym. Working, owning, working. Five years, yeah, five years. I can't save up money to open my own gym, so I'd be at least. A high-ranking trainer, mm. and I'd have some trophies under my belt, and I'd have a good physique. And so the plan is to keep competing in bodybuilding. Yes. Do you think uh, people have approached me? Or I think it was during when I was kickboxing, and they said, "Do you want to teach English to kids while kickboxing?" It was kind of like, "Do you want to be a trainer in English?" And I thought, even in, in working out or in kickboxing. If I did it, it would spoil it for me. It would spoil the the, the passion I had, mm-hmm. the, the drive I had to do it by monetizing it and making me like I had to do it. Have mm-hmm. you considered that? That you're really passionate and you love doing it now, but maybe if it's a requirement or if you have to do it, kind of like studying, right? Like You, you enjoy studying by yourself or drawing pictures, but uh-huh. once that pressure is on, you're like, ah. 
the way I'm going to be a trainer is just bring the guy who's paying paying me to my workout and work out together. Mm. Like I'm not going to I'm going to see his form and I'm going to uh, count his reps and stuff, mm. but I'm not going to just stand there and so you can only work two hours a day. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, that that would be after I have all the trophies under my belt, okay. so I can milk all the money in two hours. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like gotcha. hundred bucks a session. Okay, okay, I, okay. I think okay. there's a market out there, especially in Pusan, Seoul, for for training foreigners. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in Ulsan, there's been lots lots of people looking in the past. Does anyone know a trainer who speaks English? Many don't, people are looking for. Don't that. discount the the potential for social media as well. Mm-hmm. You could, I mean, you could be the Under Armour. Uh, Especially if you tell them where you came from, there with your Under Armour protection now. Yeah, <laughs> you could be Armour. the Korean Old Spice man. You can be the Under Armour man. <laughs> God, you you got a lot of. You could be the budgie smuggler guy there. You could be <laughs> Speedo Speedo Steve. Under Armour's A R M E R. I'm an Under Armour. Are you an Under Armour? Uh, <laughs> How do the Korean people not have bo? Dude, my it's the sweat jeans, dude. We talked about this before. Really? They have a different set of jeans, yeah. Yeah. Their anti their perspiration jeans are different. They've they've done it all over the world, and you can see the DNA map if you search it. What what places have body odor that smells significant compared to others? And there's a stretch of Asia that just doesn't have that gene. Mm-hmm. So bastards. <laughs> Lucky. I'm, okay. I'm counting down to, to reapplication right now. <laughs> two two more here. There's a little bit of me that thinks that you wish you were in America. Of course. You you say that you're comfortable and you fit in and nobody you haven't had many problems and blah, mm-hmm. and you like it and you you've had this and that. But there's part of me that's thinking this guy sounds like he really wants to be in America and be free or something. Is that yeah. is that the case? Well, mostly it's because of all the movies. Like my favorite movies are <laughs> Or Back to the Future and like Grease and those high school high teen movies. Like, Have you seen Days and Confused? No. I'll check but, it out. Oh, yeah. But, but he's gonna buy a ticket tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be going on tomorrow. But yeah, I I always tell my dad I should have been raised in America, and he's Grass like, is saying, no. No, you you would be. Yeah, you might have two kids. You might you might be addicted to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, he's there's saying. There's a million different like, things, man, and yeah. and you might be a high school football star. You you don't know. That's what I told my dad. Like, <laughs> I I would have been. You'd be dunking basketballs and yeah yeah, but but you could be the other side of the coin as well. You could have got, mm-hmm. you know, you could be a father of two already or OD or OD. So it's yeah, it goes either way. But you do have a part of you that wishes you were there. Definitely. How often do you go back? Um, the last time I went there was 2011 was the last visit. Oh, wow. So, so that's your discovery stage now where you're, yeah, you watch a movie and go, that could be me. Oh, dad, what am I doing here? Yeah. Any advice in closing for multicultural kids? There's a lot of them out there now. Korea is mm-hmm. really globalizing. It is really changing. What yes. advice do you have for, for multicultural kids going through those stages and in life and, you know, grade five and grade six and then middle school and... Well, um, always be proud of the other half of your nationality and always keep your chin up. And no matter what the other people say, at least you speak two languages and they speak one. You have all the advantages. Don't be ashamed. Don't be discouraged. But don't be cocky. I think that's really 
sound really good advice. Yeah. And I think, yeah, no matter what, you may not realize it, but you do have the advantage. Yeah. The the multicultural kids have the advantage. I, I don't mean in Korea. I mean in life. Mm-hmm. That so many more doors are open for you. Some might be closed here, but there's a lot more open all over the world than for other people. Oh, and here's a tip: as a multicultural kid, it's way easier to get in the foreign language high school. All you need to do is apply. If you have bad grades, just why is that? Because they have this special quota, special chance. Like they have affirmative action seat. Like I don't the, think so. They have to take a certain number of people, or they? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's the case. Minorities or something? Yeah, it's like an international school. It has to be thirty percent, or it can only be maximum like twenty percent local mm-hmm. or something. But there are there aren't enough kids to fill the quota. Yeah, yeah. so unless they change the price tag on those schools, they're quite expensive, aren't they? Uh, the Ulsan Weigugo High School, it's not that pricey. It's like a public school, so. Oh, okay, okay. And it has dorms, so you don't have to see your kids for a whole week. <laughs> In their adolescence. In there, yeah. Like, that would be vacation every week. Yeah. Is there anything that takes them away now? <laughs> <laughs> what about seven-year-olds? Sending Seven. boarding school for them. Boarding, YouTube. It'd be great. I love my girls. Michael, Dan, yeah. <laughs> Hope. James. James. King Guang Yen. Thank you very much for coming by, dude. You, Thank you uh, for having me. Hope we can catch up soon. Uh-huh. And uh, and see how progress is going with uh, with your dream of uh, being the next being the next Arnie. You can do pumpkin kimchi. <laughs> pumpkin kimchi. Yeah. I just like to come on the kimchi. <laughs> 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 Anyways, we'll close it there. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thank you.